Nah. What's the opposite of crude touch? <laughs> um, fine uh, distancing. <laughs> Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike through Wikipedia. I am Sky. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tim. Cool. Tonight, these two, in our continuing uh, unofficial series of uh, uh, stay-at-home episodes during this pandemic, uh, these two are going to race from the page for sourdough (laughs) to the page for dreams. (laughs) 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 Wow. Yeah. Because everyone is making sourdough starters. It's weird. Yeah, that's absolutely. Because no one can find yeast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and everyone's having weird dreams. Because and of that's going to be. Oh. Well, that's going to be the starting question. Oh. Is uh, according to this piece on NPR that I listened to. Oh boy. Um, you guys tell me in order to see who goes first tonight. Uh, the reason why, like the top reason why, there are several reasons. But, like, what's the main reason <laughs> that uh, that uh, they're, they're, they've, like, determined that we're all having weird and uh, very uh, much more vivid dreams than we usually have uh, during this pandemic and time of isolation? Tim, do you want to take a stab? I need to think about this for a second. I think I, guys I don't need to think about it. I know your exactly what you do that. Or Why are, are we t- having more vivid dreams uh, it's because yes. we can't do anything. It's because you're not Several able. Reasons. We're not able to do anything, and your body's like, "Hey, I'm used to doing this thing. Why aren't we doing it?" Let's dream about it. Is that what you're thinking? That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yes, mm-hmm. it's just the thing that you're like, "Hey, we were supposed to go hiking this weekend. What? Why? What? Why are we still in the house? What's happening?" I think. I think I'm gonna play be- pretend. <laughs> I think it's because our lives have melded together so much. <laughs> Between just living in our houses and work and just existence, that dreams are like, yeah, we're just going to slip right in and meld into all this too. So maybe like half the times that you're dreaming, Mm -hmm. you're actually awake and living (laughs) your life. But you just didn't realize it. So, so your argument, Tim, if I'm if I'm understanding this correctly, is just that it's too normal. We're we're too normal right now, or too flatline, maybe. Yes. Okay. Exactly. We're too it's boring. All just, is it's what all you're just blending yeah. together. It's all blending. It's together. all swirling into one giant black hole. Goodness. Oh man. Well, you didn't get neither of you got the top reason. Is it, is it just anxiety? I, is it, I love is it, I love how this is like a family feud. It's so simple. So. No, 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 that's fine. I'm going to tell you this, and okay. I'll tell you who got closer, though. Uh, because one of you did get the secondary. Oh, okay. The main reason is, guys, we just have time to sleep more. <laughs> People are sleeping in more because they don't have commutes, or they're not working. And so their their bodies are able to get the right amount of sleep. They don't some you know you don't have to wake up with an alarm. Uh, for a lot of people and they're just like getting better sleep so they're being able to dream like they're supposed to i mean and they're that, and that's that's their top reason that they're giving that's patently untrue for most of the people i know i know i know that's the thing it's it's kind of a trick question in that because it's very obvious or like very mundane but it's not what you would think because you're not really not necessarily in that situation yeah i 
I, I was telling one of my coworkers the other day, like I, I keep seeing like reports and everything of what to do with all this free time you have. And like, I would love, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I would love to have some free time, not like a lot. I don't want tons yep. and tons and tons, but like some free time would be wonderful. <laughs> yep. But this, like, a secondary reason is, like, the yearning of, like, I want to do this thing. Yes. I can't do this thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the secondary one. Ten years is good, but I think it's just also it's, very yeah, specific. And, I mean, I, um, I understand these answers as the things that we tell ourselves to maintain oh, our sanity. Right. <laughs> but just remember that I actually said the truth. Sure, sure, sure. Um, it I, is all melting. Congratulations, for sure. Kyle, for keeping, for keeping, for keeping yeah, the, keeping the, the lid the on it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, I have to ask you guys then, because this has I, the reason I answered the way I did is that I've literally had dreams of things that I would do in my regular, like daily schedule. Have you guys oh, wow. had dreams? Oh, okay. I'm guessing you haven't. Then have you? Have no. either of you had dreams of things that you would be doing normally that you are not doing now? Here's the thing. Um, here's my secret cap. I'm not, I'm never doing shit anymore. I have a, like, my life has not changed. I was working from home before this. I went to an office for two weeks and I started a new job and then I went back to working from home. And then I have a kid. So what I would do in the evenings is I would play eat with dinner, your, make yeah. dinner, play with the kid, try to get him tired enough so that he sleeps. And then I would like play video games and goof off until bedtime. <laughs> And that's just what I do. So it's not different. No, what I do is I just dream about going to Japan every, like, <laughs> once or twice a month. That's, that's all I get. Wow. Once I once I dreamt that I was, like, buying this house from a, an artist up in Hokkaido. Oh, my gosh. And all he had was a squat toilet. And then we were like, ah, we can make it work, right? We'll figure <laughs> it out. Mm-hmm. And also, there's a helicopter pad. I'd have to buy a helicopter in order to get to and from work and this... i was like is that worth like my life savings i don't know we're gonna have to like go into debt for the helicopter probably oh, still worth it <laughs> it was a lot yeah that's my dreams this is my was... I, i'm so glad you shared that thank you so much for sharing that with us yeah tim it's frustrating um i i had a dream that uh i was uh at a, a GDQ event, honestly, oh a couple days ago, games done quick. Oh my god! They, nice. they were just holding a, a marathon of it over this weekend, and before it started, the day before, the night before, I had a dream that I was at like the like the oh. the one that they actually do the hotel that they can't do right now because of things. Wow. <laughs> um, I actually don't think I had a good time though. Oh no! I think I remember being pretty stressed <laughs> that would be my dream yeah because i would go to a convention and be stressed and just, um yeah conventions I... are my candy corn <laughs> wait hold on are you saying that in like a universally like hated thing is that is that what you're trying to say there you're no. saying who's you're that saying comedian something like you want to you always think you want to go to one but then when you yeah. are you're oh, like oh that's oh candy corn corn that yeah. tastes like candy this will be great <laughs> and then you eat it and you're like oh, son of a bitch <laughs> why, like, did oh, I, conventions, why did i do surrounded this? by nerds yeah. that like the stuff i like i'll love that and then i get there and i'm like i have all this all the anxiety wow uh, that's a great weird. that is a great way to describe it um yeah Thank you. uh my 
my dreams literally just going to the gym that's it i dreamt i went Damn. to the gym the other day and i woke up and i was like well <laughs> that's did you so... feel did you feel like you had worked out when you woke no, up no i didn't because i i like i got up and i was like oh wait i probably dreamt this because i meet because it's a workout day and i'm like well i guess i'm gonna go down to my basement <laughs> jump around a bit <laughs> Lift my lift my washing machine. Oh my gosh! It was just like, I like I I remember in the this is the dumbest part of the dream, but like I remember like the like the really terrible playlist of like seventies eighties power ballads that they really like at the at my local gym. Oh wow! And yeah, like going. Oh my gosh! And it was like the come sail away like in my dream, mm-hmm. and I'm like I hate this I hate this so much. But then I woke up like aw. <laughs> I miss it. That's so wild. Oh my gosh. Anyway, we all miss the things that we we all miss our other lives. Mm. Mhm. Uh, uh sourdough. Sourdough, however. Oh right. Uh, I, oh, I yeah. guess like do you I guys miss playing. sourdough? This isn't our this isn't our weekly dream journal meeting. I'm sorry. It could just be Oh, that. I uh ooh, I'm going to have to put my away. Better. Sorry. <laughs> uh okay, yeah, sourdough. Um how do we feel about sourdough? Yes, no. How do you guys like it? I like uh, sourdough. Okay. I don't really have a feeling about it one way or the other. I really actually enjoy it a lot, and I it's yeah. one of those things that I I don't it's, it's not tangy. that yeah, it's not that I feel bad about it, but I always feel like people are like, "Oh, well that's a, you know, like a very basic." Oh, like, "Oh, okay." You know, like Yeah. I don't know. Uh sourdough bread is made by the fermentation of dough using naturally occurring lactobacter Back, Bacilli, back, back, uh, oh my gosh. Well, mm-hmm. well, back, we, we, Bacilli? <laughs> well, we're right, already, well, we're, we're already, we're already flaming out of this one. Uh, Lactobacilli? On <laughs> yeah, Lactobacilli? Lactobacilli. <laughs> Tim, help me. And yeast. Uh, uh Lactobacilli, yeah. Great, yeah. thanks. Uh, sourdough so bread. That's why the that's why Italy's soccer team didn't do so hot the last season. They lacked a facility. Scott, <laughs> he really Wait, injured himself. Well, where has this guy been for he like? Got a, red, <laughs> got a red card. He got a red card the last before. Now they don't have facility. Oh my god! What's happening? Uh, sourdough bread. <laughs> Sourdough bread has a more sour taste and better inherent keeping qualities than breads made with baker's yeast due to the lactic acid produced by the lactobacilli. That that word's going to come up a lot. Um, so uh, better inherent keeping qualities? Is that true? I didn't know that. Make, yes, it makes sense. I didn't know lactic acid did that. Yeah. Helps stuff keep more? I guess so, yeah. Interesting. So anyway... Um, do, do, do. In the Encyclopedia of Food Microbiology, this dude uh, says um, the origins of bread making are so ancient. That everything's yes. so how ancient are they? <laughs> Real ancient. Um, must be pure speculation. Basically, everything that we know about them in history, we're just kind of guessing, which is great. Actually, I, I like that someone's kind of admitting that. Like, I do. I. This is one of those things that I love about, you know, like human history of food of like, how did we figure this out? And I I just I just really enjoy the the idea that, again, someone 
had figured out that grain can be food, like you can eat it and it's okay. But then if you grind it up, awesome, even better. Mm. But then if you mix that with water and then let it sit on hot on a hot thing for like an hour or so, it's the best thing in, in creation. Like we cannot do better than this. Well, before that, though, you got to figure out how to make it. You got to let it sit. Uh, so I, that it's big. I mean, I, I feel Making like there bread was rise is so wild. Yeah, they probably didn't start. They, they probably, probably started the it bread. just like, hey, this thing burnt. Oh, wait, it's delicious. Uh, <laughs> probably. Um. Okay. Anyway, uh, one of the oldest sourdough. What? Wow. Yeah. Do it. One of the oldest <laughs> sourdough breads date from 3700 BCE. Yep. And was excavated. Yes. In Switzerland. In Switzerland. What, saying I mean, excavated means I mean, it was you have to expect it's going to be a little a little hard. Yeah. That that means that that was underground bread. Underground bread. Who who it was, does? It was a brick, brick of bread. <laughs> who does that? But Excavators. the origin, the origin of sourdough fermentation likely relates to the origin of the of agriculture in the Fertile Crescent several thousand years earlier. At least it wasn't Rome. Um, bread production relied on the. Don't do this to me, Sky. Yes, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm gonna okay. swerve right now. Do you guys know who Seamus Blackley is? Uh, I should. That name sounds familiar. I do not know. He is the inventor of the Xbox. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you know what else? You know what he does on his free time? Sourdough bread. Yes. Okay. He he he. In 2019, he baked uh, what oh. the New York Post calls nerd bread, <laughs> <laughs> using 4,500 year old yeast, yeast from like Egypt. Oh my gosh, that sounds incredible! It was like in an urn or something. Yeah, yeah. So he's just this Xbox creator who also bakes breaks bakes bread. Xbox Daddy bakes bread with four thousand year old Egyptian yeast is a is a very good uh I'm, good headline. I mm, okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, long story short, uh, we figured out that you can yeah. use uh, you don't need. You don't need baker's yeast specifically. You could just use right. uh, this other. There's just shit in the air. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Mm. Let's just take some bacteria and put it in our bread and maybe, the it trick. maybe it won't kill us. We'll bake it enough so that it won't kill us. Um, so sourdough starters have a lot of names. I should have done this as a, I should have done a quiz. What I should have done looking at this. Oh, I love this. Uh, they're called the it. starter or leaven or the chief nope. or the chef. Mm. Or the head, or the mother, or the sponge. I hear it called the mother a lot. I, I, I hear mother a lot too. Do you know I if that's um, a, a Midwest thing? Mm-hmm. Do you know what what they named their sourdough starter in the latest uh, Squirrel Girl comics? No. Uh, Donatello. Wow. Donatello. Yep. yep, Donatello. I don't get it. it um. Uh, don't worry about it. Oh, dough, dough. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. Um, that was going to be my tried breaker question is if you guys had to name your sourdough starter, what would it be? Oh, that would, that's wonderful. I, yeah. I really like that. Um, wow. I don't know what I would say at this point. Like, yeah, yeah. I'd have to take a minute. I think. 
Yeah, so basically what happens is after you get the bacteria from the air, like you stick it in this yeah. in this like water flour mixture it becomes the starter cuz the bacteria lives in there. And then you just like feed it flour every once in mm-hmm. a while, burp it. Yep. Um and you just keep it in your fridge. And these things can last forever. Just like a baby. People people trade, yeah, people trade uh <laughs> starters all the time apparently. Um <laughs> It's a thing that happens. I tried to do make they a have, starter. Do they have play dates where their starters mingle? Guess what yeah, I'm searching so, for right so now. So they can all catch <laughs> each other's bacteria, and get a different taste. Because mm-hmm. the bacteria, depending on like what bacteria you have in your air, you're gonna have a different tasting dough. Uh, it's like both disgusting, but also very cool. On <clears throat> wow. Well, uh, I'm not getting anything great, which is a, which is a shame. Uh, but I did find a website with a uh, called "Go Eat Your Bread with Joy" um, that with a post that just is just called "Sourdough Starter." Where to get one? What kinds are there? Where's the black market <clears throat> for the sourdough starters? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking for it, but I'll get there. I'll look in between uh, links because this is worth it. Um, there are many breads that are down by types of bread. I just love these names because. Ah, it's so great that we name things such weird, ridiculous things. Um, <clears throat> there are many breads that use techniques similar to the to that used in the making of sourdough bread. Uh, Danish rugbrod uh, or rye bread, uh, and uh, which is a dense dark bread, best news, you, known for its use in the Danish smørbrød, uh, oh, which is a sandwich. Right. <clears throat> um, and I mean, they have in here um, the Mexican barot salado, um, the French baguette, um, Amish friendship bread. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, we did so much of that when I was a kid. Did you guys ever make friendship bread? Is that the one where you pull uh, it apart? Yeah, and you have to like. We called it monkey bread, I think. Ooh. Is it like friendship jerky? Not like friendship jerky. Although you're supposed, what it does is it, it's supposed to like rise enough every time that you let it rise that you make like four or five starters that you're supposed to give to your friends. Oh no, yeah, this isn't what I. This yeah, is monkey, monkey bread, bread, something else. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is a that is a common way of like doing it in a braid so that when you bake it, you can tear oh, it apart too. Tear it apart. Um, mm, this yeah. is a thing. I always feel like this is a thing that was very squarely homeschooler based. I don't know why, but maybe. We, this is something that only ever seemed to be um, something that happened within our own homeschooler groups. Uh, German pumpernickel, of course. Um, let's see. Flemish decim bread. Uh, oh, okay. And then, no, that's really the only ones. Anyway, lots of fun names for these things. Uh, usually probably just bread in their own particular languages, but they sound they sound fun. Um, oh, geez. What do I want to do here? In terms of dream, it's just dream. Yeah, I like dreams. Hmm. Okay, let's see. No, yeah, it is wiki slash dream. <laughs> Great. So here's my thought process. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to click on this, but I feel like um, Pliny the Elder would be a, a good choice as a philosopher oh. slash whatever uh yeah. historian ish um but i also want to click on other things such as um how important 
sourdough was to San Francisco, to the California Gold Rush. Oh, uh, yeah. Where it remains mm-hmm. part of the culture there today. The nickname remains in Sourdough Sam, the mascot of the 49ers. Sourdough's huge in, Sa- in San Francisco. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Right now, people are giving away like 30 year old starter, like starters what? that have a That's 30 year old legacy. Yeah. Okay. Um, sourdough, I got to read a... this now. Sorry. <laughs> I think I heard someone say that there's a, uh, there's like po- someone's posting like on uh like lamp posts like just ziploc bags of like oh that's a terrible idea like here yeah it's not good because like those cannot last in in any sort of heat yeah also people san francisco troll that very quickly and just oh, yeah yeah that could turn out very poorly mm-hmm. um the sour tradition was carried into alaska and the western canada territories during the klondike gold rush in 19 1898 conventional leavening such as the yeast and baking soda are much less reliable in those conditions Oh my gosh. Old hands came to be known as sourdoughs? <gasps> Whoa. A term that is applied to any Alaskan or Klontek old timer? Uh, that's cited. Oh my gosh. That's neat. The significance of the nicknames association with the Yukon culture was immortalized in the writings of Robert Service, particularly his collections of, quote, songs of a sourdough, end quote. Oh my gosh. I really want to click songs of a sourdough, but songs of a sourdough. It is not is going to get Wikipedia me what page. I want. Um, sourdough mm, dreams. Mm, I, mm, this is really tough for me not to click that. It, uh, songs are related to, to dreams. Sure. I'm trying, you know what? I'm clicking. It. I'm clicking songs of a sourdough. I'm sorry, Tim. Okay. You're going to be, you're going to be the responsible one tonight. Okay. Oh, right, I Tim. am so excited already. I usually Where am. are you going to be? Uh, so under qualities affecting health, uh, although wheat, rye, barley, and other cereal grains have been suggested as causing gluten sensitivity, sourdough fermentation and lactic acid bacteria may be useful to improve the quality of gluten-free breads, uh, such as by enhancing texture, aroma, and shelf life, which can be extended by inhibition of mycotoxins associated mm. with fungal contamination. Mycotoxins. I'm gonna try mycotoxins. That sounds like a winner. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> it depends on how how loving the people who wrote this are. So this didn't get me what I wanted, but still, um, "Songs of a Sourdough" is a book of poetry published in 1907 by Robert W. Service, Bob Service, Bob W. Bob Service, Bob W. Service. Hey. Bob w. Service. Name. Here for your in uh, insurance needs. Yeah, uh, in the in the United States, the book was published under the, under the title "The Spell of the Yukon and Other Verses." Whoa! Wow, mm. the book is well known. Well known is what is the well claim known. claim that Wikipedia is making here, without a without an uh, an attribution for its verse about the Klondike Gold Rush in the Yukon a decade earlier, particularly the long. Humorous ballads. Let's all, I mean, we all know these very well known ballads. Let's just say the names together on three. One, two, three. The shooting, the of, shooting Dan of Dan McGrew. McGrew. And the cremation, <laughs> the cremation of, Sam, of McGee. Sam McGee. Perfect. Thank you. Um, songs. Songs. Of, no, no, that's it. <laughs> no, it sold more than three million copies. Three million copies? <laughs> what the heck? Canada loves it. 
Uh, okay. Uh, service. He took, he took yeah. part in this extremely active white horse social life. <laughs> it was a popular time. He recited at concerts things like Casey at the Bat and Gunga Din, but they were getting stale. What? Uh, they're saying that he would, he, I guess, was a very performative, like, um, like reenactor of poetry, <laughs> reciter of poetry. Yeah. One day, Service later wrote, while pondering what to recite in an upcoming church concert, church concert, he met E.J. Stroller White. These are not real the names. Stroller. <laughs> mm-hmm. I imagine he took lots of walks. <laughs> yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Editor of the White Horse Star White suggested, why don't you write a poem for it? Give us something about our own bit of earth. We sure would appreciate it. There's a rich pay streak waiting for someone to work. Why don't you go in and stake it? End quote. He sounded like that too. That's I just played. Yeah. It. I just played it. You know they have a clip. Um, that wow, wow. What this guy, this writer was just like, hey dude, you know what? People love hearing stuff about their hometown. He, you know, just just write a poem about your hometown, or this this town, and make it like real funny, and people will pay you. Uh, out on a walk one Saturday night, service heard the sounds of of revelry, revelry. Coming from a saloon revelry. and the phrase and the, Why is that is that revelry I hear? <laughs> is that revelry? Uh, and the phrase a bunch of the boys were whooping it up popped into his head. Inspired. He ran <gasps> he ran to the bank. He ran <laughs> This he is what? to the bank. <laughs> he ran to the bank to write it down almost in parens here, almost being shot as a burglar and parens. And by the next morning, the shooting of Dan McGrew was complete. That is cited. That's cited. Is it cited to him? No, it's it's cited to the newspaper, the White Horse Star. (laughs) Wow. Uh, A month or so later, he heard a gold rush yarn from a Dawson mining man about a fellow who cremated cremated his pal. What? Cool. (laughs) He spent the night walking in the woods composing the cremation of Sam McGee. And wrote it down from memory the next day. There must not have been a bank nearby. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Other verses quickly followed. In the early spring, he stood above the heights of Miles Canyon. The line, I have gazed on naked grandeur where there's nothing else to gaze on, came into his mind. And again, he hammered out a complete poem. The call of the wild. What? I wow. don't. What year was this? <laughs> excuse me pardon (laughs) excuse i feel like that one's used when copies of the book reached whitehorse robert's own minister took him aside to let him know how wicked his were his stories yo robert these stories are wicked man (laughs) (laughs) these are some righteous ass stories i'm into them this one where the guy cremates his his pal like what it's so funny Service hung his head in shame, but that summer, tourists from the south arrived to Whitehorse looking for the famous poet, and he autographed many of his the books. The famous, the famous poet that they were just like, <laughs> so, oh okay, walk with me through this, that he writes these poems based on stuff, you know, and yeah, right. prints it, prints it up, since I, I'm guessing this, this has to have like gone to a publisher of some kind who reads it and is like, this is like, what the, what are they good. doing up yeah. there? You know? And then prints that sends it to all their influential readers who in, 
it like in, immediately buy into this thing as like the the funniest thing they've ever heard about the weird things that happen in Canada question mark but this happened like this is it it causes enough of a stir that people travel there that they actually go there to be like yeah. hey does From this funny south, stuff happen go up north in yeah. Canada <laughs> I just uh that's not a direction you probably go in Canada unless you really want to want to do it <laughs> Um, I am man. You don't have a lot of choices here, though. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I got what I wanted out of this. It was worth it. Um, mm. Wow. So here's the thing. I really want to click all of the wild, but it's the wrong one. Uh, <laughs> I feel like clicking that will get me to Call of the Wild, the actual one. Also, yeah. also Casey at the bat will get me to poetry, and poetry is basically a, a dream. So um, I was hoping that poetry would be linked, and it's and it's not. I mean, I wouldn't say poetry is a dream. Mm. Trying to make money off of poetry is a dream. (laughs) It's telling the truth. Uh, (laughs) I'm gonna, uh, Tim. uh, Dang it! I was gonna have you flip a coin for me, but I can just flip one here. (laughs) Give me a second. Virtual coin flip. Yeah. all right. The die roller says that I'm clicking on Call of the Wild. All right. This is going to... Oh, it's just the actual poem. Oh, it's just literally the poem. Well, this was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it really is just the poem. <laughs> Have you gazed on naked grandma? <laughs> to gaze on. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what's a mycotoxin? A mycotoxin from the Greek Mikey's for fungus <laughs> and Mikey's Toxicon toxic. for poison. Oh, Toxicon. I didn't make it last year, but I heard uh, some oh, yeah. really good talks. Now, you yeah. know what? Every year that just keeps it, it, people keep saying and no one really pays attention that it just it's not a very good uh, like a very positive play like atmosphere. Like it's it's actually a little bit like, you know, negative. It's not good for you. But I hear the food trucks are great. Mm. Oh, yeah. Can't beat Uh, it. So it is a toxic secondary metabolite produced by organisms of the fungus kingdom and is capable of causing disease and death in both humans and other animals. Oh, bad. The term mycotoxin (laughs) is usually reserved for the toxic chemical products produced by fungi that readily colonize crops. Okay. Then they give a bunch of examples that are names that I'm not going to try to pronounce. I mean that's the that's part of the reason we do this podcast. I mean the first one is just a flat toxin, Tim. Aflatoxins. Aflatoxin. 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 <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's a type of mycotoxin produced by aspergillus species of fungi, <laughs> such as A. flavus and A. parasiticus. A. flavus. A. flavus. Oh, this episode's uh, gonna be wild. The um, yeah. the umbrella term. Aflatoxin refers to four different types of mycotoxins produced, which are B1, B2, four? G1, and G2. Sounds like a Resident Evil puzzle. <laughs> um, B1, the most toxic, is a potent carcinogen. Um, can cause liver cancer in many animal species. Largely associated with commodities produced in the tropics and subtropics, such as cotton, peanuts, spices, pistachios, and maize. Um, okra toxin is not 
in okra. Wow. Oh. So don't worry. Um, <laughs> it's found as a contaminant of a wide range of commodities, including beverages such as beer and wine. So just things that can kill you in foods, basically. Great. Um, Good times. Citronin is a toxin that was first isolated from Penicillium citronum, but has been identified in over a dozen species of Penicillium and several species of Aspergillus. Some of these species are used to produce human foodstuffs, such as cheese, sake, miso, and soy sauce. We make it. We make stuff with it. Yeah. That's cool. Um, acts as a nephrotoxin in all animal species tested. Cool, cool. Okay. Uh, although it is associated with many human foods, its full significance for human health is unknown. Okay. Um, ergo, alkaloids... Uh, common in grass species, um, can be in bread produced from contaminated flour, causes ergotism, the human disease historically known as St. Anthony's Fire. Ooh. You don't want to look at the picture. No, I don't. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's basically just a list of, of bad micro, uh, mycotoxins. Uh, nothing in here about funky dreams or hallucinations unfortunately which i was kind of hoping for yeah you're getting kind of close though there's some I, there's some I options am. here i could potentially just go to fungus yeah there's also a central nervous system oh which might potentially <clears throat> go to dreams yeah huh i might go to that okay because dreams come from the brain. The brain. Sure. <clears throat> the spell of Central the yeah. The spell of the Yukon and other verses. Uh, the uh, the call of the wild. <clears throat> Please do not recite this whole thing to us. Have you gazed do on it. a naked grandeur where there's nothing else to gaze on? Set pieces yeah. and drop all curtains. the time. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just there's a lot here. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to do the, this first verse. Uh, big mountains heave to heaven where the blinding sunsets blazon. Black canyons where the rapids rip and roar. Have you swept the visioned valley with the green stream streaking through it? Searched the vastness for a thing for something you have lost? Have you st- no? <laughs> have you strung your soul to silence? Then, for God's sake, go and do it. Hear the challenge. Learn the lesson pay the cost <laughs> okay this gets it gets wild and i'm just gonna go here i'm let's i'm gonna go straight to the last verse <clears throat> they have cradled you in custom they have primed you with their preaching they have soaked you in convention through and through Gross. they have <laughs> put you in a showcase you're a credit to their teaching but can't you hear the wild it's calling you let us probe the silent Me? places let us <laughs> seek what luck betide us, let us journey to a lonely land I know. There's a whisper on the night wind. There's a star a gleam you to really guide us. You're really doing the whole thing, aren't you? And the wild is calling. Keep going. I'm still calling, alive, looking through my thing. Let us go. I was doing... That's the, that's the last verse. There's like four more verses, Sky. I could have read more of it. Yeah, thank God. Oh, my gosh. This is the worst ad for Six Flags I've ever heard. It's very weird. <laughs> this is a very... I like the, 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 
the uh, uh, rhyming scheme of this is even not even the same. Like, it's not a sonnet. It's not A B A B. It's ah, it's weird. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it's just the this poem, and that was a mistake. I should have not done that. Yeah. Uh, you gotta do. A, you gotta back her out. I gotta back out. Um, can I instead uh, click Casey at the bat and just go with it? Yeah. Why not have two poems right to us tonight? <laughs> it, I promised him this is not just the actual. It oh, it does have the poem on here, but it's not. <laughs> Tim, it's, more, it's totally worth it. It's more than just the poem. I promise. I just clicked on it. It's worth it. I can read right. to you from the sourdough starter trade uh, thread if you'd rather hear that. Um, there's someone here in 2013 saying... Oh, yes, that's worth it. Does anyone have interest in trading sourdough starters? Um, I currently have a Friends of the Carl Oregon Trail sourdough starter that is ki- that is tasty, fast, and light. And also a oh, Northern man. Canada cultured sourdough that we call... The Klondike starter that is sour enough to put hair on your chest. A little slower to feed, but in, feed and grow, but very tasty. Wow. I yeah, bet so, there's, to- there's like all these like descriptors. Yeah. Uh, again, before. this is what mm-hmm. I'm Googling while, while you're talking. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Amazing. The central nervous system. The central nervous system. There's a brain CNS. here. CNS. Is a part of the nervous system, the one in the center. <laughs> um, now, consisting primarily of the brain and spinal cord. Although this chart that's on here, this diagram, it, it points to the brain and the spinal cord, but then it points to like other things, like in the chest, and then like the nerve. For some reason, to demonstrate the nerve, it points to one that's like right near the groin. So. Cool. Oh, it does. I don't know if I don't know if the person who made that was trying to get a like a got him moment there, but got him. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> um, the CNS is so named because Why it is integrates... so funny. Because <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't paying attention. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention, and I just I just heard like what what. <laughs> Sorry. I really like the, the under details. It says lymph two two hundred and twenty four. Yep. Good detail. <laughs> Got some lymph here. Mm. Oh man! So uh, it's so named because it integrates the received information and coordinates and influences the activity of all parts of the bodies of bilaterally symmetric animals, i.e., all multicellular animals except for sponges and radially symmetric animals such as jellyfish. And it contains the majority of the nervous system. Also contains the retina, the optic nerve, olfactory nerves, and the olfactory epithelium. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a cool... Like, I would name my band that. Um, sure. So, uh, it talks about some stuff down here. White and gray matter. That's um, not very important. Spinal cord. It's very scientific in the scientific weeds here. The brain rostrally to the spinal cord lies the brain. What? What does rostrally mean? Sounds like something Scooby-Doo is trying to pronounce. (laughs) Rostrally? 
Uh, it's Scooby Doo. Yeah, it's Scooby Doo correcting someone. Well, rationally. Um, uh, pertaining to, resembling, or having a rostrum or beak, situated toward a rostrum, oral and nasal region. Sure. In humans, this may mean superior in relationships of areas of the spinal cord. Okay, so it's just like in a superior position to the spinal cord is the brain. Yeah. But we're just going to say rostrally because <laughs> we want to sound smart on the brain page. <laughs> the brain is the major processing unit of the nervous system. The brain stem does a lot of stuff, by the way. Does it? Oh, yeah. So so the brain is like the boss, right? Sure. The brain stem is like the secretary that actually does all the stuff. <clears throat> uh-huh. Because uh, it, it gets there, like, everything. Before you get before the nerve stuff can get to the brain, it has to go through the stem. <clears throat> and the brain stem sometimes just like, okay, I'll take care of this. Don't worry. Just bleh. Yeah. Because it knows that if it goes up the to the brain, it gets to the brain stuff's yeah. not going to get done. <laughs> exactly. You're not going to take your hand off of that hot stove. <laughs> no. Your hand's going to um, be gone. The brainstem at large provides entry and exit to the brain for a number of pathways. Uh, autonomic control of the organs is mediated by the 10th cranial nerve. A large portion of the brainstem is involved in such autonomic control of the body. Such functions may engage the heart, blood vessels, and pupils, among others. The brainstem also holds the reticular formation, a group of nuclei involved in both arousal and alertness. So, okay... So the brain stem uh-huh. sees an oncoming train. <laughs> it's got to decide really quick. <laughs> does this make me scared? Or does this make me horny? <laughs> You've heard of fight or flight. Nice edge. You know what? You know what? I'm hitting both buttons at once. Boom. <laughs> Just to be on the safe side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the diencephalon, the two structures of the diencephalon worth noting, <laughs> mm-hmm. are the thalamus and the hypothalamus. Uh, I think you've heard of those. The hypothalamus engages in functions of a number of primitive emotions or feelings, such as hunger, thirst, and maternal bonding. Huh. Okay, this is right. That one just feels like it's thrown in there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And also, also maternal bonding. This uh, is regulated partly through control of secretion of hormones from the pituitary gland. Cool. Additionally, the hypothalamus plays a role in motivation and many other behaviors of the individual. Okay. Hormones, classically known for being good at their jobs. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Get it right every Oh, time. what? The train's coming? No. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, boring stuff. Lots of long words. Oh, dear marsupials oh what's this what? mammals which appear in the fossil record after the first fishes amphibians and reptiles are the only vertebrates to possess the evolutionarily recent outermost part of the cerebral cortex known as the neocortex oh dang Ooh. the neocortex Someone's of monotremes like the duck-billed platypus and several species of spiny anteaters and of marsupials lack the convolutions found in the neocortex of most placental mammals so, ha, sorry, you don't have convolutions. They're also CD-ROM. That's rough. As opposed to cartridge, oh. so... 
Yeah. Is that why koalas are so dumb? <laughs> no. <laughs> Might be. Oh, no. It's like, yeah, because it lists them here. Marsupials such as kangaroos, koalas, opossums, wombats, and Tasmanian devils. <laughs> oh, no. Aww. A uh, bunch of uh, central nervous system Extreme species. convolution of the neocortex is found in dolphins. Extreme. Which is why they must oh, be no. stopped. Oh, okay, dolphins. <laughs> Settle dolphins, down, man. dolphins. Um, Get back in the water, dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your time. Wait, well, how, how are they getting out of the water, Scott? <laughs> Quick, no. They... <laughs> so... don't, don't say it. Don't tell them. <laughs> So I'm trying to remember what part of the brain is like the dream part of the brain. Uh-huh. Dream brain. Because it's not part. telling me here. Dream brains. Dream brain. Where's the sleep part of the brain? Where's the <laughs> imagination? The dorsal pon- posterior pons, linucleoli, evolved the functions of breathing, sleep, and taste. The brain stem Only seems I to have be the, the part of it. <laughs> to rule I lap. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what I think of when I think of brains. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a... I recently shared this with Tim, but I should share it with you too, Kyle. You okay. can go to arousal. Do One not do times... that. <laughs> do not do that, I'm, Tim. I'm going to go to brainstem. <laughs> oh, thank so God. Going to brainstem. the sleep part. Thank Bra- you. Brainstem. <laughs> um, uh, Tim and I were talking about the times that we turned games off because they were too scary. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And I remember the first time. And it was when I was 10 years old. <laughs> I was playing Star Fox 64. Oh, yes. Man. And I got, I, I finally got to the end oh, it's of terrifying. like the yeah. standard. And it's just regular Andros. And he like, his giant face comes up and like laughs at you. Before he finished laughing again, I think my brainstem was like, <laughs> nope. I'm out. <laughs> and I, I, Hit like, the button. I like no. turned it off. Before I even knew what I was doing, because I was so freaked out. Yeah, and I was just like not even mad at myself yeah, for yeah. like wasting all that made the right choice energy to get to yeah. the end. It's scary. That's terrifying. A big monkey. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, mine Casey was Silent the Hill. Bat. So yeah, don't feel. Yeah, bad. Tim's was Silent Hill as well. Yeah, it that's a mm-hmm. bad game. For oh, that. it is that game. It is psychological. I hate it. I I like it and also hate it. Sorry. Yeah. One of the best-known poems in American literature. Oh, this one? The one that I'm talking about? Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Who's writing this? Canadians? <laughs> did, a, did a baseball player write, write this? Uh, Casey at the bat, a ballad of the Republic sung in the year 1980. Wait, 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 hold on a second. Is that a full title to it? It's not just Casey at the bat? Casey at the bat, a ballad of the Republic sung in the year 1888 is a baseball <laughs> poem Written in 1888 uh, by Ernest Thayer. What the heck? That, that classifies this. Okay, Tim, mm-hmm. which which words in that first sentence do you think are, are linked? Uh, a baseball poem written in 1888 by Ernest Thayer. Yeah. That's, that's linked? No, no, no. no. no which ones which of words those words do you linked? think are linked? Repeat those for me again, please. Because it's a lot of words. Casey at the Bat is a baseball poem written in in 1888 by Ernest Thayer. Baseball. Baseball and Ernest Thayer. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> poem not linked anywhere. You, know you don't know what baseball is. I'll link you that, dummy. Poem is not Your linked word, on this page nerd. as I could find. 
the word poem, which this thing is, yeah, not linked on this page. American literature is linked. Great, thanks. Uh, the original the poem <laughs> was originally published anonymously under the pen name Finn. 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 Yeah, P-H-I-N, based on Thayer's college nickname, Finney. Where did that come from? His name is Ernest Thayer. That They don't explain Tim, it any more than, than it's his college nickname. There's a photo of Tim Wiles here, the director oh. of research at the Baseball Hall of Fame uh, library in Cooperstown, frequently dresses as Casey to recite the poem. Frequently? Fre- wait, how, how often? Oh man, this synopsis is, is bonkers. It's very good. So the synopsis. a baseball team from the fictional fictional town of Mudville. Oh, also also linked weird words linked in this. A baseball team from the fictional town of Mudville, the home team, is losing by two runs in the last inning. The word <laughs> "runs" in that sentence is linked. Nothing else. We don't need to read the synopsis because this is a very popular poem that everyone already knows. Both the team and its fans, crowd of 5,000, believe they win, They can win if Casey, Mudville's star player, gets to bat. However, Casey is scheduled to be the fifth batter of the inning, and the first two batters fail to get on base. The next two batters are perceived to be weak hitters with little chance of, uh, of, of reaching base to allow Casey a chance to bat. Surprisingly, Flynn hits a single, and Blake follows with a double that allows Flynn to reach third base. Both runners are now in scoring position. Casey represents the potential winning run. Casey is so sure of his abilities that he does not swing as the at the first two pitches, both called strikes. On the last pitch, the overconfident Casey strikes out swinging, ending the game and sending the crowd home unhappy. Strikes out swinging <laughs> is linked. Strikes what, out swinging. What is wrong with this page? Do you need to go so, to strike out? I, uh, probably. <laughs> so when you... When you provide the synopsis of the poem like that I have to admit it sounds pretty stupid it's it's not great like, this is what your poem is about yeah 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 <sighs> are you ready for this no one imagines that casey is great in the sense that poetry of shakespeare or dante is great a comic ballad obviously must be judged by different standards. Oh One doesn't criticize a slice of superb apple pie because it fails to taste like crepes. What? Thayer was only trying to write a comic ballad with clanking rhymes and a vigorous beat that could be read quickly, understood at once, and laughed at by any newspaper reader who knew baseball. Somehow, in harmony with the curious law of humor and popular taste, he managed to produce the nation's best-known piece of, of comic verse. I, a ballad what? that began a native legend as colorful and permanent as that of Johnny Appleseed or Paul Bunyan. That's mm. Martin Gardner from mm. American Heritage. <sighs> the text is filled with references to baseball. Is it? What? Um, I, I'm so frustrated. I do not know what to do with this. Uh, okay, another another quote here, I guess. Uh, it is a like someone decided to put a review quote in here. It is as perfect an epitome of our national game today as when it was when every player drank his coffee from a mustache cup. Period. No further uh, explanation. What? What there. is a mustache cup? Dunno, Tell us. Dunno, Sky. It's not. Uh, it's not about baseball, so we can't know. Uh, a there... rivalry of sorts has developed between two cities claiming to be Mudville. What? 
Why? Yep. Residents of Holliston, Massachusetts, where there is a neighborhood called Mudville, claim it to be the Mudville described in the poem. They grew up in nearby Worcester, Massachusetts. We wrote the poem in 1888. Uh, however, residents of Stock- Stockton, California, which was known for a time as Mudville prior to incorporation in 1850, also lay claim to the inspiration. Yeah, of course they did. Uh, despite the, ra- the town's rival claims, Thayer himself told the uh, Syracuse Post Standard that, quote, the poem has no basis in fact, end quote, cited. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow. Well, guys, this has been a fool's errand. <laughs> this is not so, what So, actually, you, you, know, you, know what's, you know what a better poem is than, what? Uh, what, than Casey at the Bat? Uh-huh. Uh, the Distance by Cake. I... Nice. <laughs> They are pretty similar in atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah? And I think Cake actually pulls it off better. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, well, guys, I'm really upset. Contemporary culture. The poem is referenced in the Super Nintendo Entertainment System game Earthbound, where a weapon is named the Casey Bat. The strongest weapon in the game, but it only hits a quarter of the time. That's right. Oh, that works pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's that's so good. Um, it's well, been in the Pokemon anime. Anime. Uh, it was in the Twilight Zone. Um, they. Wow, they it was on Friends. I guess. Why I've never heard this poem before, but there's Wait, like what? Casey's Corner at Walt Disney World. Have yeah. you guys heard this poem? Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. You guys? Oh, I no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's. As this as this dumb Wikipedia page uh, says, it is extremely well known. Uh, there, uh, um, Disney did a did a cartoon of it at one point. Yeah, yeah, that's like that was like my first exposure to it. I think. Yeah. So, all right. Here's the thing. There are no, like I said, poem not linked not linked on this page. Uh, American folk heroes is linked. I think that's the closest thing to a dream that they give me mm-hmm. here. Like everything else is just baseball. Lots and lots of baseball, which don't get me wrong, nothing wrong with it, but not dreams. Oh my gosh, wait it is. If I could get to that dumb dumb movie. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are you going to do, Kyle? I'm clicking folk heroes. Okay. <laughs> not wasting my time. <laughs> Uh, also, I I would like you guys to look into the chat because I did yes. find on eBay uh, people Some are selling, stars. and I need to read these titles for you because they are extremely good. Uh, if, for the listener at home, imagine all of these are in, in all caps because most of them are in all caps. <clears throat> Sourdough started yeast. Frontier, 100 years old. Very strong slash active. Extra sour. Extra sour. Uh, Easy on the dough. <laughs> Bavarian, <laughs> quote, Black Death sourdough starter. <laughs> 400-year-old history, active sour. Active sour. That one's only $8. Uh, sourdough yeast starter, family maintained for six decades. Beast. Beast. Very, Very strong. strong. <laughs> Wow. Uh, I just love that it's picture it's just a picture of a jar of goop. Yeah, it's just goop. Yeah. 
it but it's been maintained for six decades is what six they claimed. Yeah, sorry, go on. That's a lot of that's a lot of feeding. It's a lot of decades. All right, continue. Is it on me now? Yeah, I clicked Groovy. on Folk Hero. Okay. Brainstem. The brainstem, or brain space stem, is the posterior <laughs> part of the brain, continuous with the spinal cord. Uh, let's see here. In the human brain, the brainstem includes the midbrain, the pons, and medulla oblongata of the hindbrain. That's not my favorite dance. The midbrain continues with the thalamus of the diencephalon <laughs> through the tentorial notch. When's the last time you thought about your tentorial notch? I mean, just Ooh, the other day, really. Just now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the brainstem is a very small component of the brain, making up only around 2.6% of its total weight. <laughs> it is, though, a crucial part of the brain, providing the main motor and sensory nerve supply to the face and neck via the cranial nerves. Ten pairs of cranial nerves come from the brainstem. It is also of hmm. prime importance in the conveyance of motor and sensory pathways from the rest of the brain to the body and from the body back to the brain. These pathways include names of stuff. <laughs> uh, Good. <laughs> see, wait a minute. Um, <clears throat> the spinothalamic tract is in charge of pain, temperature, itch, and crude touch. Nope. Ooh, crude touch. Okay. Crude touch. Uh, 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 80s band name. Go. Crude touch. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, crucial taunt. No. What's the opposite of crude touch? <laughs> um, fine uh, distancing. <laughs> a fine, yes. A, a, Which is a, what we're all doing, all right. practicing today. A nice, a nice glance. Just... Um, <laughs> a nice parts glance. of the brainstem also play important roles in cardiac and respiratory function, controlling heart rate and breathing, uh, as well as um, maintaining consciousness. Thanks. And the regulation of the sleep cycle. That's a lot of that is click. That is linked, so I will click on that. But let's see if there's oh, anything right. down here. Sleep that cycle. Will, that will. That is worth. There's a lot of bullet points. Yeah, there's a lot of parts to this. Interesting. Stem, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of photos and scans. Nothing about the brainstem mentioned in popular culture. Which is a shame, oh, really. Um, yeah, I don't think there's really much else here to cover. So I am just Medulla going to obligata is here. Mostly well, just because it's fun to say. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is fun to say. Um, red nucleus is here too. Whoa! Which is um, my favorite '90s war strategy game. Very good, Ooh. thank you. I was trying to figure out if it could be a, <laughs> if it was like a, a femme fatale like action movie, but no, you're right. It's definitely a strategy game. All right, I am on sleep cycle. So uh, before I get to folk hero, I found some more uh, found some more of these uh, these breads. Uh, sour yes. San Francisco sourdough starter, uh, yeast free, sh- uh, free shipping, family maintained <laughs> <laughs> for 140 years. <clears throat> sourdough starter yeast powder for mixer or bread bread machine recipes. Larry, Larry at at Larry at at. I don't know why Larry is 184 sold. Oh my gosh. Five stars. San Francisco sourdough starter yeast fresh wharf verified. Sourdough verified. Tell me, tell me about that. How do you, how did you, did you go to somebody on the wharf? 
This your bre- taste is bread. Tastes right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. Anyway, a folk hero. This page is four sentences long. Uh, five, sorry. Five sentences long. A folk hero or national hero is a type of hero, real, fictional, or mythological, with their name, personality, and deeds embedded in the popular culture consciousness of a people, mentioned frequently in folk songs, folk tales, and other folklore, and other trope status in literature, art, and films. I guess I'm clicking on folklore? <laughs> I really don't have much here. I, I I hitched my way into the star, and it is not not yeah. looking out. I wanted to see if Worf verified Sourdar was a thing, and the first thing that came up was that eBay. <laughs> 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 no, apparently it's not. Um, um, again, uh, just for another. Did you entry. click on fork folklore? <laughs> folklore. Folklore. <laughs> Sky. The sleep you know, cycle. Do you know how often I think about how... Yeah, we're not... About... It doesn't matter where you went. All right. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the sleep cycle. <laughs> the joke's going to be on you when I, when you, when I find this. <laughs> I know. I'm so afraid you're going to find this. <laughs> uh, the sleep cycle is an oscillation between the slow wave and REM mm. phases of sleep. It is sometimes called the ultradian sleep cycle, sleep dream cycle, not length, or rem nurem cycle. <laughs> oh my god, what did you find? <laughs> no, hold on, you have to wait. You can't... Why is a sourdough in chains? <laughs> you, you can't talk about it yet, What ultradior? <laughs> you what? Wait, you wait until it's my turn. <laughs> no, I will not. What are you talking about? You can't send that. Sorry. Before you before you mention this, and you need to click on this one thing I sent to see a photo of a sleepy elephant. <laughs> oh my word! I'm so upset. Stop slinging sourdough starters around. I will not. You cannot stop me. <laughs> Look at the sleepy elephant. I see that sleepy elephant. It's He's sleepy. So sleepy. <laughs> Oh, Why that's adorable. So oh, no. That poor elephant. That's very I don't cute. know, but they, they definitely like to mention elephants in this article. <laughs> uh, in infants, the sleep cycle lasts about 50 to 60 minutes. Average length increases as the human grows into adulthood. In cats, the sleep cycle is about 30 minutes. In rats, about 12 minutes. And in elephants, up to in 120 bats? minutes. Rats. <laughs> rats. Whew. Uh, a seven to eight hour sleep time. probably... Probably includes five cycles, the middle two, which tend to be longer than the first and fourth. Sure. Um, <laughs> right. Continuation during wakefulness. Ernest Hartman found in 1968 that humans seem to continue a roughly 90-minute ultradian rhythm throughout a 24-hour day, whether they are asleep or awake. According to this hypothesis, during the period of this cycle corresponding with REM, people tend to daydream more and show less muscle tone. <laughs> what? Oh. That's what it says. It also Whoa. showed less. Like, ah, they cover themselves up a little bit more. When the sleep cycle is proven resistant to systematic alteration by drugs. Although some drugs shorten REM periods, they do not abolish the underlying rhythm. Huh. Um, Michael Jouvet found that cats with their forebrains removed continue to display REM-like characteristics on a 30-minute cycle despite never entering slow-wave sleep. 
All so four they, of them? Wow, I didn't realize yep. they had so many brains. Yeah, they had they had well, I mean they have five. Oh, That's why you oh can okay. Four and oh, Each brain um, each brain dedicating to dedicated to knocking different you, things you off measure, things. Apparently you display sleep cycles on something called a hypnogram. Cool. Oh. Which also sounds like something that a Batman villain would use. <laughs> yep. Um <laughs> Oh well I So Dream is not just send along on this page. Just sleep is linked, what? and also just daydream. Daydream. You've got to be kidding, Tim! You've got to save me from this. I'm trying. Do I go to sleep or do I go to daydream? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should all just go to sleep. To I'm gonna go to daydream. Okay. And if I need to, I'll come back and go to sleep. Oh, this was worth it. Oh, jeez. Uh. <laughs> I feel like we might have been here before. I don't know. All right, uh, I'm gonna read these because <laughs> it's worth. Where are we? Did you go Folk- to folklore? I went to folklore. <laughs> okay. Gosh. Sourdough starter, yeast, San Francisco beast, t- baking supplies, <laughs> bake at D, and the picture. <laughs> the picture is literally just one of those jars <laughs> and it looks like they put a like a like a chain link in it and like Why? a little lid so that it, it's a beast sky they're selling it like you'll notice nobody's bought this <laughs> <laughs> brand new uh, um then <clears throat> hot stuff sourdough starter aggressive with great flavor <laughs> free shipping on that one uh, just for reference, hot is H O T T, um, and stuff uh, yes. two Fs. I would have expected a single F just so they could be a little different there, but still, a um, hundred and forty plus year old heirloom San Francisco sour darter, sour starter, tangy, strong sourdough, sourdough organic. <laughs> this is my favorite thing that I found in a long time. <laughs> Huh. Folklore is the expressive body of culture shared by a particular group of people. It encompasses the sure, traditions sure, sure. common to that culture, subgroup, or whatever. Um, dream is not on this page. <laughs> um, okay. That's that's really the important thing, honestly, is that Dream is not on this Joke. page. Original folklore, Old MacDonald. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to get to, like, I, I mean... I thought that we might get something like a like a yeah a daydream or something like that or sure. Like a... Where's that guy that sleeps a bunch? Yeah, him too. Rumpelstiltskin? N- no. The other one. Yeah, Rip Van. Yeah, it, uh, Rip was Van a... Winkle was always also hoping that he was on here. I hey do... Rip, you on here? I'm not no. seeing it. No, he's not. Oh wait, I could search for Washington Irving though. Nope. Washington D.C. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Santa Claus is here. There's someone hoodening. Remember hoodening? No. What? Where they dress up. They dress up as like a horse. Oh, that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, great. Good. Oh, this has been such a waste. Um, <laughs> subjunctive mood. Uh. I mean, for the sake that I've been enjoying these sourdough starter names, it's not. But still, oh, uh, Snow White's on here. She falls asleep. That's a thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably a good one. Yeah, you know what? Let's do that. Oh my gosh. In the electronic age. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, <clears throat> Wikipedia says, It is too soon to identify how the advent of electronic communications will modify and change the performance and transmission of folklore artifacts. Just by looking... <laughs> I mean, know your meme begs to differ. Uh, just by looking at the development of one type of verbal lore, uh, uh, comma, electronic joking, comma. Oh, f- <laughs> it's oh clear. man. It is clear that the internet is modifying folkloric process, not killing it. Jokes and joking are as plentiful as ever in both the traditional face-to-face interactions as, uh, and through electronic transmission. New communication modes are also transforming traditional stories into many different configurations. The, t- the fairy tale Snow White is now offered in multiple media forms for both children and adults, including a television show and video game. A more generalized na- analysis of folklore in the electronic age will have to wait for further studies to be published in the field. Um, oh, hey, Tim, out, out, of that whole, out of that whole block... You want to make a guess on what's uh, what's linked? Only three things in that entire paragraph were linked. No, because I was not listening. Oh, okay. Uh, Ironically, I was reading about daydreaming <laughs> and not paying attention <laughs> to you. Uh, it's uh, Snow White uh, in multiple media forms is linked, but then also the phrase electronic joking, and I have never wanted to click on something more, but I... I have to hold off. I have to hold off. I'm clicking Snow White. I'll come back for you, electronic joking. Just you wait. Yeah. Good job. (laughs) Snow White's here. Sleep is not linked anywhere. Oh, my gosh. Daydream. Daydreaming is the stream of consciousness that detaches from current external tasks when attention drifts to a more personal and internal direction. This phenomenon is common in people's daily life, show, daily life, shown by a large-scale study in which participants spend 47% of their waking time on average daydreaming. There are various names of this phenomenon, including mind-wandering, fantasy, spontaneous thoughts, etc. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many types of daydreams, and there is no consistent definition among psychologists. However, the characteristic that is common to all forms of daydreaming meets the criteria for mild dissociation. Great. Also, the, the impacts of different types of daydreams are not identical. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, In the recent research, yeah. identified costs well, of daydreaming we... outnumber the potential benefits. Mm. Right. Go ahead. I'll let you get there. Um, well, in the... yeah. In the late 19th century, Tony Nelson <laughs> argued that some daydreams with grandiose fantasies are self-gratifying attempts at wish fulfillment. Still, in the 1950s, some educational psychologists warned parents not to let their children daydream for fear that the children may be sucked into neuroses and even psychosis. <laughs> you just never get out of the daydream? Is that the is that I the joke guess. there? Is that what they're going for? Or not Isn't the that joke, what Psychonauts the... was about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> never get out. In recent studies, Imordino et al. identified as seemingly hidden but important benefit of daydreaming. They argue that the mind is not idle during daydreaming, though it's at rest when not attentively engaging in external tasks. 
Rather, during this process, people indulge themselves in and reflect on fantasies, memories, future goals, and psychological selves while still being able to control enough attention to keep easy tasks going and monitor the external environment. Thus, the potential benefits are the skills of internal reflection developed in daydreaming to connect emotional implication of daily life experience with personal meaning building process. What? I don't know. Uh, so yeah, <clears throat> default mode network. Daydreaming appears to be the brain's default setting when no other external task is occupying its attention. A group of regions of the brain called the default mode network <laughs> is lit up only when the brain is left in a sort of idle state. These areas of the brain light up in sequence only while daydreaming is commencing. Tim, are you about to tell me that they do not actually link dream on this page because... Oh, they do. It's feel... okay. Don't oh, worry. Oh, thank God. It, sound... it sounded for a long while like you were leading up to, and it's not on this page. <laughs> nope. Nope. There's just some fun stuff on here. Recent research. Is that... What did you want to mention in recent research, Sky? I just... Well, so... <laughs> I thought it was funny... In the re- recent research, identified costs of daydreaming outnumber the potential benefits, and then the next sentence starts with the word Mooneyham. <laughs> Mooneyham and Schuler reviewed wow. studies published from 1995 and found 29 studies related to costs compared to the only six recent studies arguing functional benefits. Amazing. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah, go ahead, Tim. <laughs> All right. Uh Eric Klinger's research in the 1980s showed that most daydreams are about ordinary, everyday events and help to remind us of mundane tasks. Klinger's research also showed that over 75% of workers in boring jobs, quote-unquote, such as lifeguards and truck drivers, (laughs) use vivid daydreams to ease the boredom of their routine tasks. I just, it's... They mentioned two jobs that... Yeah, yeah. You really want the person paying attention. Yeah, 100%. I want you paying attention to what's going on in front of you. Yep. Uh, Israeli high school students who scored high on the daydreaming scale of the IPI, not sure what that is, had more empathy than students who scored low. Neat. Nice. Uh, Research by Harvard psychologist Deidre Barrett has found that people who experience vivid dreamlike mental images... Reserve the world for these, whereas many other people, when they talk about daydreaming, refer to mild... Oh, reserve the word for these, not the word. <laughs> right. I, I'll reserve the reserve world for the that. Reserve the world for these. Yeah, it uh, lost in my day daydream. It's uh, not uh, one of not one of Crude Touch's best... Uh, <laughs> yeah, best, <laughs> so they reserve times. the word for vivid dreamlike mental images, whereas many other people, when they talk about daydreaming, refer to milder imagery... Realistic future planning, reviews of past memories, or just spacing out. <laughs> uh, I think I'm the latter. I think. Yeah. I, think so I don't too. have I a vivid I dream. I mostly it's like I uh, remember that conversation that went really poorly. Mm-hmm. What could I have said <laughs> instead? Hey Kyle, you remember that time back when you were like 12 when you said a dumb thing in front of five people and so yeah. they probably never think about it, but what if they do? All the they, time. What if they're thinking about it at the same time you're thinking about oh, it? Oh, no. They definitely cared as much as you did about oh, that Oh, my moment. gosh. Yeah, everyone did. <sighs> Mine was often, like, in my in my kid days, was like, Hey, Tiff, what do you think those video game characters do after the game is done? <laughs> oh, oh, no. Like, what do you think their life is going to be like after the game is over? Oh, my gosh. 
I used to think about that with Chrono Trigger and Earthbound all the time. Oh, um, wow. But anyway, I did click on Dream. Oh, thank God. Dream. I'm glad it's on here and linked. <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> sourdough starters. Organic sourdough starter. The real one from San the Francisco re- Heirloom <laughs> Sour. real Strong. One. Uh, Italian sourdough starter from Naples in the Bay Wait. of Naples. The original <laughs> it's pizza. In the bay? It's of in Naples. The, bay. <laughs> uh, the original uh, pizza. The original yeah. pizza. Going back to this, the real one. I love my favorite part about it is it says save up to 10% when you buy more. <laughs> like oh, how wow. many? How yeah. many more? <laughs> Just lots, you know. <clears throat> Nine Active. watchers. Active, robust sourdough yeast starter. 70 years old, Mother Fluffer. Wow, free shipping? And free only shipping. $4? Fast and free is what it says. <laughs> wow. I could get that by Saturday. Nine people are watching this entry. <laughs> sourdough by Saturday. Yep. Sourdough. Sourdough as... Uh, or sourdough as... Sourdough. Yeah. Sourdough. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Wow. Congrats, no, Tim. A, a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. Good job. <laughs> I'm not reading. I just want to tell you more about sourdough sales. This is, this is my favorite. I'm not lying about that. You know what? I mean, guys, do you remember when we discovered what if, pigeon pigeon what if uh, sales on the internet? Right now. <laughs> yes, that was good. What if we made a pact to start our own sourdough starters? <laughs> <laughs> and to make... To make uh bread and yeah. then send each other <laughs> a loaf <laughs> and so we can taste each other's bacteria <laughs> live in each other's houses great and be Go like hmm, tim's tim's is really delicious i don't know what kyle's doing over there <laughs> kyle's is so tart <laughs> what's happening in that house skylar's is so, strong and the real of, one speaking speaking of what's happening in that house Here's an image from the from the dream uh, okay. page of a, nice. a painting oh, called whoa. A Dream of a Girl Before a Sunrise. What the heck? It is a girl dreaming in her bed. Uh, her, her doggy is asleep on the floor beside her, which is lovely. Mm. And it looks like there's a girl, there's a woman who might be her as well. Yeah. Floating over her bed, draped mm-hmm. in... In blue linen or something. Sure. Scattering rose petals over her bed. And inside her, like, robes is depicted the image of two other people, which I guess might be her with someone she loves or something. But But the best part is that there is some kid outside her window that's looking as in as if he can actually see all this too and is like what the <laughs> hell is going on yo what <laughs> she's having some weird dreams again mhm she got to stop she got to stop eating eating that, that... sourdough before bed <laughs> dream ghost is back it also seems to be like midday it really does it is not before sunrise it is very light out yeah <laughs> uh but anyway good job carl carl Brulyov. Wow, it's pretty good. I tried to look up a critique of it, someone deconstructing this poem, but I couldn't find anything. (laughs) Um, you guys, you guys want to know anything about dreams? (laughs) 
Oh, God. What sourdough did you find? When you said the name of the artist, I thought you were trying to make a joke on my name. Like, deliberately mispronouncing Oh, man. No. We're really losing it. Yeah, that that is psychologically ingrained in you. I'm sorry, man. I was like, "Whoa, okay, <laughs> all right, Tim." Um, Jeez, dreams can what have varying natures, such as being <laughs> frightening, exciting, magical, melancholic, adventurous, or sexual. The events in or... dreams, the events oh in dreams, are general generally outside the control of the dreamer, with the exception of lucid dreaming, <laughs> where the dreamer is self-aware. <laughs> Dreams can at times make a creative thought occur to the person or give a sense of inspiration. Have you ever been inspired by a dream? I used to all the time. I I, I mean, like, I do have very vivid dreams, generally. But did they ever inspire you to, like, write something or create something? Uh, I, I, I've done once or twice. Uh, like, I've actually used dreams as a basis for a couple short stories when I was younger. But that's really it. I did not. I don't. I. I don't think I ever have. I, I feel like most of my dreams have been just kind of a waste of time. <laughs> like, I, why did I dream that? So I used to keep a dream journal because my dreams are ridiculous, and I. This is going to sound very dumb, but I've actually like made myself laugh. Like, like I'm telling myself a story and then surprise myself with a joke in my dream. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is how ridiculous I am, Scott. <laughs> but like, there have been a couple times when I've woken up sort of laughing about a joke that happened in the dream. I'm like, I can't, exp- I can't tell anyone this. This is, oh my god, this is just, this is just a joke that only I would ever get, and this is ridiculous, and I hate it. Like, <laughs> what did I do? You know, like, oh yeah. my gosh. The range of REM can be seen across species. Dolphins experience minimal REM. Dolphins again. While humans are in the middle of the scale. And the armadillo and the possum are what? among the most prolific dreamers. What? Judging by their REM patterns. <gasps> little armadillo. Just imagine little armadillos oh, and the possum little hanging inner... out in a tree. And they're yeah. just like dreaming their little dreams. Their little inner dream lives must be so so great. Yeah. Mm. Uh, studies have observed signs of dreaming in all mammals studied. Wow. Really? Everyone. Mm-hmm. Monkeys, dogs, cats, rats, elephants, and shrews. Just throw the shrews in there. There have also been <laughs> also signs of shrews. dreaming in birds and reptiles. Wild. It's incredible. Well, All congrats, right. congrats, Tim. <laughs> I I don't know where I was going tonight, but it was not it was nowhere good. I tried. I really did. Once I once I got did past that once I got past that first one I did. You did, yeah. <laughs> once you just train wrecked into Yukon territory. Listen. Listen. And Robert was there to be like, I'm going to write a nice poem. And his minister was like, this is trash, Robert. Listen, Bob Service is is great. And I will not apologize for clicking on that. Bob Service. Bob Service. No, excuse me. Bob Service was my father. Just just Bob, please. (laughs) Just Bob, please. Uh, Mr. Service was my father. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Mr. God. <laughs> Just be proud of it, I guess. I will know. <laughs> I can't be stopped for one, but also I need to stop. I know. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, 
Good job, Tim. Nice work. Thank you. Uh, this is We Should Know Better. It's a podcast <laughs> for Hitchhiker through Wikipedia. Uh, you can find more at wskbcast.blogspot.com. We're on the Twitter. We're on the Twitter and doing things. We're all in our houses. Uh, we're not leaving. Some of It's until affecting they, some of us more than us. others, apparently. Yeah. Oh... Mm. Uh, uh, can I ask all, uh, I mean, I know for me that this is a little bit different, but like, has this, uh, has this like quarantine, like told you anything about, uh, or like, like, has it revealed anything about how introverted or extroverted you actually are to, to you? Have you learned anything about this? Like one way um, or has it confirmed anything that you actually thought already? I think it confirmed I confirmed how how I am. <laughs> yeah, I, because I, I think yeah, I have to agree with myself there too. Yeah, wow, yeah, just because it's like as far as social stuff, like sure, yeah, sure. definitely. Yeah, that's what like, I mean. Also, like I said in the beginning, like my life is pretty much the same. Yeah, like, it's just like maybe on the weekends I'm not seeing people <laughs> as much, mm-hmm. but yeah. like yeah, I'm I miss it. It definitely feels like. Once my, uh, when I was having electrical work done, uh, I went to Tim's to work that day. Okay. And it was very weird being in a room with someone, even though like for you guys living alone, it's gotta be very weird when other people are around. Oh yeah. For me, it was still weird being like, oh, Tim's here. This is a different person than (laughs) Candace and Griffin. And it's like, yeah, it's just very, very strange. But yeah, how are you guys holding up as far as? Because I feel like like living alone, it's got to be pretty different. Tim, it, it was it was actually really nice having you having you over that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, just having something new in my apartment, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, no, it was like, but I mean, otherwise, I feel like I do well on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all I really need is like you know I'll I'll call someone up sometimes, talk with them, or someone will call me. Or, yeah. you know, I'll play some games over, you know, Discord or Skype or something like that for a while with someone. And that, like, fuels me. Yeah. And I do fine. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it kinda, kind of, it's kind of been a confirming sort of thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, desperate to see people and stuff. So, <clears throat> yeah. App- apparently, I, I've never thought of myself as, like, an extrovert. I think of myself as someone who... I enjoy other people and I like being around other people, but I usually have always thought of myself as like mildly introverted. Like I, mm-hmm. I need, I need a break sometimes, but like this, this level of needing a break has apparently just really messed with my wiring. I guess I really like, I, I thought I was, was, I always thought that I was on the introvert like side, like just a little bit on that side, but apparently I'm on the extrovert side mm-hmm. Like not not super far in there, but I'm there apparently. Like yeah. I just need I just need to have some interaction. Uh, so to be yeah. honest, the things I miss is going to the store without feeling like it's like a mind like just going out and being around going to the library. I was I realized like I would go to the library without much of a reason. Just be yeah. like ah oh, maybe I'll just go and find something. But it was also like I am around people and like. <laughs> That, especially when I was working from home, felt really important. More important to me than, like, 
then that's that sounds bad, but like having people over because sure. like you say, I think like doing this podcast, playing with people online, like I get that social interaction from that yeah. <clears throat> and that does it for the most part. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's weird times. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. Sorry. But yeah. And yeah. we are also the lucky ones. You know, we all are working from home and mm-hmm. you know, hasn't hasn't uh you know uh yeah upset our lives as much as it has for other people. But. That's very true. And I'm glad we get to do this <sighs> podcast together and and I can you know, I have a captive audience to make you guys laugh at my dumb jokes. Yep. yep. That's why we're here. <laughs> We've been doing it for five what, Five years, right? You can't Excuse escape. <laughs> Man, it's going to be six years. Oh, wow. In October. That's a wow. ways away, but it's still weird <clears throat> that it's this year. Incredible. Well, cool, guys. I hope you go have lucid dreams and get your <laughs> your starter, your, your sourdough starters started. Nailed it. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Good night. Love you. Love you. Bye. 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 <laughs>